What are we doing right now? Do you know what we're doing right now? We're going live, guys, because it's Monday night. July the 27th. Where has the summer gone? Man, golly. I am once again topless. It's not that kind of show, guys. It's just that heat dome. It's busting my balls. It is a hot one. Holy moly. Schwitzing like a maniac out there. You know what I'm drinking right now? Oh, my coaster stuck to it. I made this coaster, by the way. I'm going to hold it up to the good people at home. You like that? Good people at home? Kind of hard to get it all in here. Yeah. Made that out of twine. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, it's an attractive navel weave. It's a single piece of twine. Woven around itself, looks like one, two, three, four. I'm gonna go with four braids and there are five pieces of twine per braid. It's an elaborate, it's an elaborate coaster. It'd be a hell of a, a, a front doormat if I made it out of a rope. Well, and if you are watching at home or if you're listening at the podcast, you might've just heard me sip something that clearly has ice in it. Drinking an old-fashioned. Not just any old-fashioned, kids. It's a Founders Original, pre-bottled old-fashioned, available at the LCBO right now. If you're not drinking this, what are you drinking? Well, not that, because we've already established that. Hmm. It's becoming a regular thing on this show. My, my YouTube camera never is quite where I want it. It's kind of a bit now. Anyway, uh, yeah, drinking this. Oh, man, these Founders cocktails. They're something, guys. Now, I don't have uh, the generous hipster beard anymore, nor do I have the flowing mustache. But every other part of me is still mostly hipster, and I do like making a cocktail of my own. But these Founders ones, if, if I may, if you're listening at home on the podcast, I'm just reaching into the beer fridge. Look at this guy right here. This is the Founders uh, Tequila Paloma. Oh, grapefruit. Tequila, get out of here. I could drink that thing all day. Anyway, we're not, this isn't the Toronto ready to drink cocktail podcast. It's the Toronto Beer Podcast, but I will give just one more quick mention. Keep your eyes peeled when you're waiting to pay at the LCBO, because at that aisle, the front, the end caps on the, uh, on the, the uh, cash registers, you know, where they have the little bottles, the wildly expensive bottles of tequila and Grand Marnier, uh, there's usually like Jagger in there. I think Alpen bitter, perhaps. They're not airplane bottles. They're bigger than an airplane bottle, but they're like not a regular bottle, if you're with me. Anyway, tucked in there for the low, low cost of $15 is the uh, Founders Original Old Fashioned. And it is, it's nice. It is at least as good as most old fashions that I would make. Now, granted, I am drinking this. Again, if you're looking at the camera, no cherry, no orange wheel, but uh, still pretty delicious. But that is not why we have gathered here tonight at 9.13 now on uh, Monday, July the 27th. 
Did I mention where did July go? What happened? July? Where'd you go? It's almost August. I got things to do. Anyway, that is not why we're here. We're here to drink beer. Now, if you've been following along, you do know Last week, I drank the Black is Beautiful from uh, Black Lab Brewing, and it was, I mean, beautiful, as the name would have you believe. What a heck of a nice beer. But I've run into a slight problem, and it is this. Currently, my only reliable mode of transport around the city, aside from the TTC, is my bicycle. And I work a lot. Not from home, as most of you do. I'm actually out there working. So this week I did drop the ball. I wanted to get a Black is Beautiful every week for a few weeks. It didn't happen this week, but I did select a beer that I think is not remotely a comparable style-wise, but is, um, in terms of character, comparable. And that is this bad boy right here. What have we got? That is the Hazy Session IPA from the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies and brewed in partnership with <laughs> Henderson Brewing. As I went to say that, I got really worried that maybe it wasn't Henderson, but I knew it was. But you know when your brain does that? It's like when you meet somebody and you're like, hey, it's my friend Dorothy. And you're like, I'm not convinced that Dorothy is her name. Anyway, Henderson Brewing, God bless you. Uh, Hazy Session IP, I'm holding it up for the camera if you're listening at home. If it sounds awkward, that's what's happening right now. Look at this beautiful label. There's uh, citrus wheels cut all over it. The Society of Beer Drinking Ladies logo smack in the middle. It's an interesting texture. It's, it's, it's a consistent um, pebble, I would say. Very fine pebble. Uh, not textured like the wallpaper style that I'm so fond of, but also not a smooth label, which I like. I do enjoy that. So anyway, let's, uh, let's get into this. Hazy Session IPA. I kind of already know what to expect, but I always like to be surprised. Now, I've brought my IPA glass. Again, if you're looking at home. Uh, that's what I'm pouring into right now. Oh, oh, this is, this is a heady pour. That old-fashioned is making me loosey-goosey. My goose is loose. Anyway, proper head on that. Oh, and a very dirty glass. Look at that. That's terrible. Who washed that thing? I did, just now. Obviously not enough. Let me turn it to this side. Much cleaner side of the glass. Oh, that's delightful. What do we got here? Ah, it is a hazy boy. It's not a chunky boy, but it's definitely a hazy boy. Or maybe a hazy girl, because it is for the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies. But they like uh, uh, everybody to get down to beer. Their thing is just providing a safe space uh, for women to drink beer. And that is, in fact, why I chose them. Not so much for the women thing, but uh, they are well-known and well-documented for being a open and inviting safe space. And so while I didn't lay my hands on a Black is Beautiful beer uh, today, I know that one of the things that sets the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies apart is their uh, welcomeness for... Welcomeness? Is that a word? I might have just made that up. Hmm. Their, their welcoming nature uh, and inclusivity um, for people, regardless of uh, what race and uh, identity they, they uh, attach to. So I think a, a beer from the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies, not a bad option when you can't lay hands on the uh, Black is Beautiful beer for the week. So 
and it's a hazy session IPA. Well, let's stick our nose in there. Hmm. That's very bright and tropical, as, as you would expect for the style. And so, bang on so far. I mean, yeah, a lot of citrus peel for sure. It's a little floral, definitely. Some tropical notes, not quite pineapple-y though. It's uh, lychee maybe, lychee if you prefer. Lychee, lychee, I don't know how you say that. I've always said lychee. When I heard people say lychee. Hmm. Anyway. Hmm. Grassy note, maybe something uh, a little leafy, perhaps. Hmm. I mean, this beer is hop forward, to say the least. But it is a session IPA, clocking in at just 4% alcohol. Let's, uh, let's see how it sips. Hmm. Mm, mm-hmm, mm. Yeah. yeah, it does exactly uh, what I would hope it would. It's very hop-forward, uh, fragrant, not bitter, not at all bitter. Hmm, mm. hmm. It's maltier than I expected it to be. It's not, um, so, it's a 4% session IPA. This is a light beer, effectively, right? This is like a light IPA. Um, Oh, hmm. Hang on a sec. Oh, in a delightful way. This actually shows a lot more malt than I was expecting. These beers tend to show a lot of hops. Because the thing is, when you really dial back the alcohol, um, it's, it's easier to make the hops a bigger deal. Uh, the, the bigger the beer, the more alcohol and malts there is, the more hops you have to kind of throw in there to, uh, to, to keep up. But with a session IPA, what often happens is it's very easy just to jam it full of hops. And if I'm honest, often uh, session IPAs tend to drink a little one-dimensional to me because it's just, it's just hoppy. It's not bitter. They're not using like early hops. Um, again, because the beer itself is fairly simple and doesn't have a lot of oomph to it, um, it's not as hard to back end the, the beer with a lot of hops, relatively speaking, and, and make it quite hoppy. Um, so they, they tend to just be, I mean, it's interesting if you're, especially if it's like a single hop, you can really get interested in that hop. That's not what this one's doing. Hmm. This is a really nice, somewhat multi-sweet, um, I mean, I know they call it a session IPA. Could we just call it a New World Pale Ale? I mean, pale ale's four to five and a half percent. Five and a half would be high, to be honest with you. Four to five percent, totally normal. I think this is just a New World uh, Pale Ale. That's what I would call it. Uh, beautiful. Tropical, very citrusy, a lot of lime, a bit of grapefruit on the hop, uh, hops for sure. But, um, yeah, a bit of a biscuity malt to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the standout thing for me here is that this has a 
nicely sweet malty uh, profile, <laughs> which shouldn't stand out because that should just kind of be expected, but it does because so many session IPAs tend to just be mildly sweetish things with a lot of hops. And this one, yeah, like I say, drinks like a nicely balanced pale ale, um, just a new world style back ended with hops, not, not a lot of bittering hop. And obviously the hops they're using, I don't know if it says, it's, uh, whew, it's kind of dark in here right now. Uh, well, uh, it doesn't seem to say what kind, oh, but that is interesting, what kind of hops. Maybe there's a very long description on the back. Um, doesn't say what hops are listed in the uh, ingredients, uh, although it does point out there are flaked oats and wheat, but there is also lime and grapefruit zest, so that's where a lot of that zestiness is coming from. It's possible it's not even necessarily hops. Just a nice bit of, what do we call that, herbal quality? It's, it's grapefruit peel and lime peel. Definitely explains why it's very citrusy. But that's, that's nice. It's, it's a, it's a, an easy drinking beer. Easy drinking, what does that mean? I can swallow it easily. I know Stephen Beaumont always rails about that, but he also doesn't do a podcast with no shirt on. So, I don't know. Suck an egg, Stephen Beaumont. Uh, this is a tasty beer. I like this. Yeah, this is good. Um, the other thing with these, and I'm not sure, but uh, at the very least, yeah, 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 they're drinking for a cause. Um, Society of uh, Beer Drinking Ladies uh, have donated over $50,000 to their uh, charity of choice, the Canadian Women's Foundation. Now, if you are not familiar with the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies, I am sorry, you should be. Uh, this is a group of people, and, and to be fair, not the only one, but a, uh, one of the groups, and, and one of the foremost ones in Toronto, to be sure, uh, whose MO is sort of this idea of, like, it's really easy, especially if you're a straight white dude, to walk out into the world and drink some craft beer. And every one of those Def definitions that I listed that you remove, it becomes more and more challenging. Um, and certainly, especially, and, and I will testify to having been guilty of this, um, can be hard for a woman to walk into a bar or a beer festival and just want to have a beer because even, and again, this is some personal sharing here, even the most well-intentioned dude might actually just be kind of a sexist douchebag who says something boneheaded and stupid to you. Um, and so that does happen. And, and speaking specifically, as I've said before, and I'll say again, Jen Hill, sorry, you're a lovely person and I'm glad we're friends. Uh, but, uh, but it's really easy for a dude who is just thinking he's being a good guy to just be a total jackass. Um, and it's way easier for a guy who doesn't care whether or not he's a good dude to be the worst kind of jackass. Um, and it happens all the time. Uh, like I say, happens when you mean for it to, it happens when you don't mean for it to, and it's not okay. Um, that said, what the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies have done is created an, uh, a, a, an environment in their events where it's just women. Now, I'm not going to say women don't ever say stupid things to other women that make them feel bad about themselves. It happens. Um, but it does happen a lot less than men saying uh, stupid things to women 
to make them feel bad. Uh, so what they've effectively done is, is created a series of events where women can just come out and try things they might not otherwise try. Um, and I think it's a great thing uh, to uh, just try and broaden the industry, which admittedly is a fairly straight white dude industry. Uh, helps if you have a beard. As noted, I've cut mine off. Also, strictly speaking, not straight. So uh, there's that. But the point is, groups like the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies are doing good things, trying to make the space more inclusive for everybody. And uh, while it's not the Black is Beautiful beer that I said I wanted to try and drink, I think what they're doing is of a similar... Um, uh, similar things. Uh, it's, it's, it's coming from the same sort of place of trying to make it a bigger thing to include more people. And I, you know what? Not every single time somebody tries to do something like this, they're going to get it right. But I think it's important we try and support everything. And Society of Beer Drinking Ladies have a now long history, I want to say three or four or maybe longer years, of doing regular events. And so they're obviously... Uh, fulfilling a need and uh and from what i understand I've, I've actually never been to one of their events as a guy um but uh but i i hear they're fabulous and a really nice friendly <laughs> inclusive space uh for women to come i should also mention i'm i don't know if they still do this but certainly when they started uh their events became open for everybody after midnight so if you're a dude and you really wanted to go to that event you can go you just gotta wait a little while and uh to be honest with you, at the very least, we can wait. We can also take a pass sometimes. Guys, if that upsets you, it's probably time to maybe unfollow this podcast. Um, I tend to be a lot more progressive than that. So if that's your sticking point, that's going to be a problem. Just putting that out there right now. Uh, so anyway, that's what we're drinking. Delicious. This is available at the LCBO right now. I know that because I bought it at my local LCBO. This is the Hazy Session IPA from the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies. What are we going to eat it with? Oh, that's a great question, I'm, and I'm glad you brought it up. I need to think about that. It's a very well-balanced, what I'm calling New World's Pale Ale. Hmm. I mean, as noted, a lot of um, citrus peel, for sure, which listed in the ingredients. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not winning any awards here for my palate. I'm, I'm just regurgitating what's on the label. Uh, citrus peel. And, you know, I mean, a, an easy out here is Thai food, right? Thai food works really well with, uh, with citrus peel. Lime peel, not an uncommon thing. Um, that you'll run across in Thai cooking. Um, some of the bigger kind of really creamy curries maybe isn't going to work so well here. I think the beer is going to get lost. Something a little lighter. Oh, oh, something a little lighter. Have you ever had Gato Gato? It's nice. This is like a salad. You get it in Thailand or Indonesia, I'm told. I've never been to either place. Um, but I've, I've had Gato Gato. Um, and what they do is they, they sort of uh, blanch. They lightly boil or steam um, a, an assortment of vegetables. And they serve it with a little peanut sauce. And I think this beer, perfect with a little Gato Gato. So look that up. I believe it's spelled G-A-D-O space G-A-D-O. This is a thing you can make yourself. You don't need, like, wild skills here. It's just steaming some vegetables. And what's cool is you can kind of pick what you're going to put in there. 
So like if you read it and you're like, oh, I don't know how I feel about, I don't even know what they're going to put up in that. Mustard greens, something you're weird about. If you're weird about it, top secret, this isn't some cooking show. Just make it the way you want it. Eat the thing you want. But I bet a little uh, Gato Gato with the Henderson Hazy Session IPA uh, featuring the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies. going to be like that. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to have another sip that I'm going to talk at you a little bit about uh, some interesting news. We'll call it that. Mm-mm-mm. That's a tasty beer. I do like that one. Like I say, just more going on than I would expect. More going on. Hmm. Okay, cool. Here's what I want to talk at you about. I don't know if this closure was COVID related or just life related. Uh, I don't. But if you were familiar with the Six Brew House, which is the West End and, and friends, I apologize in advance. I am not good with the West End. Um, everything gets a little hazy as soon as I cross the dawn. And like, by the time I'm getting over by Spadina, it's a little uh, scary out there, guys. It's a scary world. Anyway, my point is to say, I think the six was at like college in Ossington, but it might have been Dundas and Runnymede. I don't know. It's west of the dawn is the point. Anyway, uh, the six brew house opened a couple years ago. Um, I went there. I went there because the uh, gentleman who was brewing for them is a friend and uh, the beers he was making were nice. Um, everything else was like, uh, it was a bit of a weird vibe between a sports bar and a brew pub and maybe a bit of a club. Um, when I went, there were um, a lot of sort of 30-somethings and I realized I, I was a 30-something and I still am for weeks. Um, when I went there... Uh, it was just a weird vibe, man. Anyway, they were there for a while and apparently now they're gone. And I am sad to hear that. I, I don't, I don't like the notion of anybody closing, but the good news is that was a brew pub and it had a brewery in it. And when a thing like that closes, they tend not to take the brewery with them. And so the best case scenario is that another brewery moves in and does well. There's a glaring elephant in the room right now, and I'm not going to name it. But they're on to their, I think, fourth brewery in that space, and it's stable because they have a lot of money. But my point is just, you see a place like that, and you think, man, somebody pumped a lot of money and investment and personal time into that. You want something good to come of it. Well, the six is gone, and I'm sorry uh, for the people involved especially the people who probably lost some money in that, um, and, and more so the people in the community who liked it. It's gone, I'm sorry. But the good news is, friend of the pod, Collective Brewing has apparently picked up that space, and they are dropping a 10-barrel brew house, which is also sometimes known as a roughly 10-hectoliter brew house. Barrels heck, it's like metric imperial. Uh, 
they're putting a brew pub into that space. Collective Arts, the darling of what I like to call the Bay Area, which is maybe a way too generous name for Hamilton Harbor. Um, but Collective Arts is moving into that space. And I want to tell you, friends, I don't know if I'll be the first person through those doors because, as noted, I don't exactly remember where it is, and it is also definitely west of the dawn, which problematic. But will I go there? Oh, I will go there. Will they have life in the clouds? Possibly produced in-house with some sort of unusual turn? Maybe. Even if they don't. Was it made at the brewery two days ago and on tap now? I'm in, guys. I want that. I'm coming. So look out. The six brew pub house, whatever the hell it was called, is now well, not yet, but shortly to be the Collective Arts Toronto Brewery thing. Ten Barrel Brew House. Love it. This is very good news. Hey, COVID sucks and it's closed a lot of businesses we love. And again, as noted, if that was a business you loved and if it was closed because of COVID and not just poor business management, my heart, most heartfelt apologies. Uh, but what do we get out of it? Well... It sounds like collective arts and that sounds pretty good to this guy uh no uh nobody listening here is gonna think uh, oh chris does he like collective arts he likes collective arts he likes them a lot anyway that's what's going on what else is going on well uh not a lot because aside from closing businesses that maybe some people love covid is really kind of putting a hamper on everything um but I don't know if you've noticed, depending on where you're watching, if it's YouTube. Oh, it's very easy to make that camera go blurry. Or Instagram, right there. Or if you're listening on the podcast to my dulcet tones. You might have noticed. This is now episode 30 of season four. Season four, that season that started when I thought, huh kind of miss doing this podcast and as noted in um, Instagram and YouTube I do have this pretty cool podcasting mic I use it for other things too it's a very nice microphone but it's, it's literally called a road podcaster it does seem to be begging for it um, what does that mean guys at 25 I warned you I thought oh maybe at 25 I'm going to take a break am I going to take a break at 30? It's a nice round number. But I'm not. So in seven days, which, um, oh, I don't even know how many days July has. I think it has 31. August 3rd? August 3rd sounds believable. I think, I think that sounds about right. Uh, I'll be back. Drinking a beer. Hopefully a black is beautiful, but it will be dependent on my ability to go get that beer. Um, but if it is, that'd be fantastic. If not, eh, maybe I'll, I'll reach for another um, delicious, inclusive beer. That's all right, too. It would be really easy just to have a beer podcast and not worry about inclusivity and Black Lives Matter and LGBTQ2S issues. Um, 
Did I say really easy? It would be like stupid easy. It'd be great if I was like, hey, bro, check this out. Look at this beer. Oh, it's a hazy boy. Oh, oh, lime zest. I love lime zest. Mmm. Oh, good. God, beer. I love that. Oh, 4%. Woo. Hey, let's go. Uh, let's talk about some sports. You ever at the MLB? Probably not coming back, even though it came back. That's not cool, and that's not what I'm about. Um, it's not easy. I don't like having to talk about stuff like that. Um, it'd just be way cooler if everybody was super chill and we didn't have to worry about that sort of stuff. <laughs> but here we are, guys. And as long as there are people still struggling in, in beer, maybe I'm just going to keep talking about it. So big ups to the Society of Beer Drinking Ladies. Uh, big ups to uh, everybody participating in the Black is Beautiful uh, beer project, and especially uh, a note to Weathered Souls Brewing, who piloted it. Fantastic stuff. Really quick aside, it is 938 uh, I just want to throw this out there. This has nothing to do with beer, but it has a lot to do with things in my life that are important. Uh, so if you'll bear with me for a moment, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I had no intention of even talking about this because it has literally nothing to do with beer. But, uh, have you come across the story of the, the Reverend Junia Joplin or June Joplin? Uh, she was, and I'm really leaning heavily into the word was here, the pastor of Lauren Park Baptist in, I think, Mississauga, maybe Oakville, out that way. Anyway, uh, uh, a while ago now, weeks, maybe even months ago, um, she came out to her congregation as trans. Um, they knew her originally as a dude, but she's not a dude. She's a woman. And uh, she came out, and unfortunately, this past week, her congregation voted, and I think it was about 52% of the congregation in favor of dismissing her um, because of that. And that's awful. That's, it's not surprising because I was raised in that sort of a church, but it is awful. And it is awful for her and for people who love her, but it's also awful for people who her story resonates with. And, uh, and it's, it's just really sad is what it comes down to. Um, as far, I don't know if Pastor June drinks beer. She's the pastor of a Baptist church, so I kind of have to assume no. Um, but, you know, they surprise me sometimes. <laughs> hey, to be fair, she surprised the hell out of me. Uh, but Pastor June, you're not listening to this. I guarantee you. Um, but if you are, why don't you look her up um, and think about ways that you can support people like Pastor June, who is just a wonderful, brave, and honest person um, who right now needs a lot of love. And if you have some love to give, I would invite you to pass it her way, whether that is a message on social media whether that is a beautiful art installation in your community, um, you choose. But if you have the love to give and you can give it to her, please do. This is a woman who has been betrayed by the people who she has given her life for. Um, so 
let's uh, let's raise a glass, literally, and I will, uh, in a very unironic way, to Pastor June, uh, Junia Joplin. Uh, you are a hero, and as far as I'm concerned, always a friend of the pod of the Toronto Beer Podcast. Outside of that, it's going to be a week. I'm going to talk at you. It'll be Monday. Maybe I'll stop on episode 32 just to confuse people. Take a week or two off. I do like a bit of time off in the summer, guys. Uh, but we'll figure that out when the time comes. Um, as they say on Freakonomics, the podcast where I stole this line from and I was reminded of it listening to it. Uh, take care of yourself. And if you can, take care of somebody else. And especially, please take care of um, Pastor June. Uh, and in seven days, I'll talk at you. Until then, you have yourselves a good night.